The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Hit the guys up at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Not today, Satan! Sing it, Larry, sing it! Iron Privates for the Cowboys! Michelle Tafoya wore me out last night. <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> I'm a light. I'm a beacon of light. It ain't always easy. It ain't ever like land over, man. Ain't it working? Working, man. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show. Voice of an angel right there, TJ. I mean, if Wednesday, that doesn't April get you 19th. going, I don't know what will. will. That's mm-hmm. good workout music right there. That's what gets me going. That's a, that's a big man on a stool with a guitar. That's what it is right there. Um, Toby and TJ with you. Uh, the ref, the home of Sooner fans. We are racing toward a Saturday spring game in Norman. 2.30 kickoff. Uh, weather, today it's going to get up to 86. Going to be windy again today. So a lot like yesterday, but borderline hot and windy. Saturday, we're gradually looking better. 63 now for a high on Saturday. Breezy. Not windy, like 15 or so, maybe. Miles, <laughs> that's no winds compared to yesterday. <laughs> we'll take it. 63 is a nice day, TJ, especially if you're going to be out in the sun, you know. You might even still need a little SPF. I'll still need a jacket. Maybe. Sometimes at Owen Field, you get out there in the sun, and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Especially where you sit in the lower bowl down there. I don't. Oh, football, yes. I thought you were talking baseball. Don't get me started. Don't even get me started. Uh, so what do we need to let people know about, Teach? What do we need to let people know about? Uh, no, I don't want to get you started. Now, uh, probably Norman's got a big giant kids tournament going Saturday that starts at two o'clock in the um, afternoon, and every parent in town will be there. That's the kind of cooperation they do have. Get. A baseball tournament going on yeah. at Reeves this weekend. Yes, unbelievable. Um, Tremendous uh, round of applause for the uh, little league folks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> round of applause. Tremendous planning. Hey, right. hey. Uh, where are your Oklahoma Sooner baseball team? What do you mean? Where are they playing? I can't be in two places at once. I said, where are they playing? Austin. Oh, tremendous scheduling there by the university and the Big No, 12. that's right. That's oh, right. way to go. I'm with you. I know, uh, I know. <laughs> why, are, why are we not playing the spring game on home weekends? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, pre-game coverage, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., on the ref central time uh central time um tyler and a group of characters will be at yo pablo the entire time 10 a.m to 2 teddy will be over the there noon time? to one 
This whole time. They're on the air the whole time. Yes. Who's the group of characters? Well, I don't have a list, but I will say there may be some guys stopping by. Perhaps some recruits, things like oh, that. So okay. uh, I don't have a list of those names, though. So I, that's why I say cast Any of, of them characters. Between 10 and 1045. Um, I don't know, but he has made a, he's been made aware if they are that you have to dip out. So, like, you wouldn't be able to ask anything. So. Dipping out. I'm going shopping yeah, is what I'm yeah. doing. So you'll be with Steely. Steely will be at Val 4 from 10 to noon on a uh, dual remote there. So right down the street from questions. one another. I'll just phrase it like, um, unknown person on the other <laughs> end of the line. Let's say that it was a third and 10. Right. Okay. Go ahead. What else? You uh, then post-game coverage back at Yo Pablo, Tyler, Travis, Parker. Uh, perhaps some other characters. I don't know, 4.30 to 6.30. Um, if you're listening on the network around the state, so on 94.7, Buzz and Tulsa, you can catch those things there. At, uh, at the post-game, uh, 1,400 will be split off. Anybody we'll else doing baseball. 12 hours of coverage for a spring game? I'm not even saying in the state of Oklahoma. I'm saying worldwide. Anybody else? You think of Georgia or Alabama or Ohio State or Tennessee or – USC. You think anybody's doing this much pre and post game coverage for a spring um, game? I Nobody would imagine. Is. No, probably, probably not many. No, mm. if anybody. No. I don't know. Worldwide that. leader in spring game. I mean, that only adds right up to six ref. hours, but maybe you're well, going by the, the defensive game. score. Are we carrying the game? We are not because we'll have baseball on fourteen hundred. Oh, okay. So okay. Um, we won't have the spring game this year. So nah, we'll allow yeah. it. Yeah, we'll allow it. So. So 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, the KREF app, if you're trying to find OU Texas on Saturday I'm afternoon a little as nervous. all this is going on. I'm a little nervous. About the game? About television and Keith Jackson or what? Yeah. All of that. I, I'm The scoring system has me nervous. Because mm-hmm. there's a chance that I think somebody has won a game and I give it a big old, you know, oh mama or something and it turns out that that's really a negative two points instead of a positive two points and I've accentuated the wrong point so that's got me a little But nervous. you can mama but up either way it goes, right? I don't I don't know how I'm it's got me feeling uh insecure. The scoring system has me feeling insecure. But more importantly, Keith Jackson's got me nervous. Just because you'll sit there and say, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting here with Keith Jackson. You've done things with big-time former athletes before. You do every Saturday with one in the booth. Right, but, like, But that was, I know you're younger. Teddy, you were a grown man already. I'm comfortable with Teddy and Dusty, and and when they played, I was, you know, I was a, was working at Channel 9. Yeah, you were older than they were, right. I'm a grown-up person. This is a childhood hero. Sure, here. I get that. This is Keith Jackson. This is one-handed catch at Nebraska. This is the reverse. Uh-huh. This is Keith Jack. I feel like the whole time I'm going to have a hard time concentrating because I'm just going to be staring at him going, Chris Farley, going, you remember that time? <laughs> you, you remember? Remember that one-handed Nebraska? catch you had on the sideline? That was, that was cool. awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Jackson, man. You're all sweating and your makeup's running. You're on television yeah. looking terrible. You're well, right. You're given. right. I'm going to look terrible as a given, but 
I'm, not, I'm a little nervous. Why aren't they letting the pretty guy call TV? That's a great question. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I, Here's what I think it is. You guys like to do this Freaky Friday spring game thing. I think that once a year, Joe likes to give the radio crew just a little taste of what it's like to work with a professional. Just a taste. It gives them something to strive for. They can then, then they go back and go, you know what? If I work really hard, maybe someday I could get a, an NFL job or with a real professional or, like this guy. Yeah. I could I, if I keep working, I could get to the point where I could work alongside a real professional like Chad McKee. So that's a, it's a good kind of a carrot that Joe puts out there for our entire radio crew, not just the on-air guys, but spotter, engineer, everybody just gets a taste. I mean, the you know, so I don't know. I don't know why we do it. I enjoy it, though. It's fun. It's fun. Plus, you're going to be in your head thinking about, man, is Taylor doing really good on baseball? No, I'm not and, worried about that. Uh, they're winning, and uh, if I, I go will, back, I will have the lose. game. I will have the game up on uh, in the booth. I did that last year. Last year they were at Kansas during the spring game, and uh, that game ended up going like 16 innings. You remember that one? Sooners won it in like 16 innings last year. So, yeah, I'll have the baseball game on for sure. Oh, well, good boy. luck. Good luck. You'll be fine. I'm going to be nervous. No, All right, let's talk some baseball. Not. Talk some baseball. Um... 19 to 8, the final. Game could not have started better if you're sooner. Walk, hit batter, three run jack. First pitch, Dakota Harris. Bomb. I mean, bomb. TJ, six home runs hit last night. The shortest, 430 feet. Bryce Madrin, 446 last night over the batter's eye. Yeah, it was a ridiculous amount of wind, like I said, across the entire state yesterday. Just, And if you were sitting with your uh, face getting blown uh, was blowing into your face, it was miserable. If you were a baseball player and it was blowing out, it was a, it was a pretty n- nice night to yeah, have. Not a fun night to be a pitcher. No. Um, you know, I mentioned this on the air last night. There's one of uh, of increasing number of these this year that – just kind of got away from them where nobody they bring in can can get guys out consistently. They walk too many guys. Uh, they've given up 10 or more runs now, five of the last, I think it's 12 games. It's either all or nothing. They either have a sensational pitching performance, like Braden Carmichael gave them, like uh, Braxton Douthat has done a few times lately, like Jamie Hitt has done a few times lately, or they give up 23 or 19. <laughs> and last night was one of those nights where it got away from them. They had the tying run at the they plate. Had a tying in the run, yeah. That I thought they were going to tie it up, and um, that's why I stuck with you. So we had gotten home, we had ate our dinner. I'd been listening to you. I had the Ranger game on. And I was about to flip it to plus to watch the rest of it. Then they got they 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 scored and they were coming back and they had the tying run at the plate and I said no way I'm flipping over I'm just staying with the radio because I'm superstitious with baseball like that because I think I can affect the game oh, yeah, sure. and uh, 
obviously OSU got out of the inning, and uh, they ended up not tying it. And I said, well, I'll just stick with the radio anyway. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have an effect on it, obviously. <laughs> no. But no, they were right there in it, as bad as it was going. Potential, like you said, to tie it, and then you're thinking, wow, then maybe, obviously, that pressure just completely flips, and maybe they have a meltdown at home late, but wasn't the case. And then obviously they came back in the the eighth inning and just uh, left no doubt at that point. Yeah. Um, nothing, nobody really on the mound to say too much positive about. Carter Campbell was probably their best pitcher of the eight, I think they rolled out there, but really nobody that that you came away feeling great about. It was it was a kind of a normal Tuesday night, uh, everybody gets an inning situation, and it was just a bad night. And uh, that's the way it's been. Mm-hmm. I did think that, uh, and we'll hear from Skip at the bottom of the hour, but the one, well, couple of encouraging things, I guess, at the plate, Dakota's letting it rip. You know, I, uh, he, he, he looks like he's back. Like he had that opening weekend where maybe his timing was a little off. He only had one hit against Tech. But, I mean, he he was guns a-blazing last night, swinging as hard as he could. Three hits, all of them extra base hits. So that's a great sign. And Madron's just absolutely ripping the hide off the ball right now. And he just... It is an extended hot streak for him over many weeks now, so it doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. So there's a couple of bright spots. Uh, one more possibility if you're a Sooner fan to kind of say, all right, that might be something. They ran at will last night. Five for five, I think, on stolen bases, and really none of them close, which going into the Bedlam series at the end of the year, that was on dirt. You get on turf in Norman, that could be something. OSU's given up a ton of stolen bases this year, and so it looks like OU can effectively, you know, do the do the running game against them when they get them in Norman. We'll see. But I mean, they lost nineteen to eight, so it's kind of hard to yeah feel too good about anything coming out of that. No, it's it's the pitching, and and like you said, there's just no answer at this point. Like you just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, night in and night out from these guys like you said like one week they just are lights out and then use the same guy the same exact situation and you know he gives up three walks and a bomb or something so consistency um, it, it's there. just it's not there and you score eight runs you should win games if you score eight runs you know on the road like that so um but you you score eight and you're not even you know in the ballpark at the end so um just massive Cale Davis situation was interesting last night yeah, I thought not unexpected, but yeah, I mean, you knew I thought it was going to happen last night at some point. Then I thought it's not going to happen, and then they did end up bringing him in in the ninth, and it just didn't go well. Not well it at all. It didn't go well. The reaction was as expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was roundly booed when he was brought in. Then he got shelled, and he was just uh, crushed as he left the mound and headed to the dugout. Kale, though, on his way off the field to the dugout, just getting obliterated by OSU fans, starts patting the OU on his chest as he's walking off, kind of looking into the crowd, Right, which I thought was cool. He did not pitch well, but he still, I don't know. I was like, all right, he's 
kind of giving it back to him a little bit, which was neat. Good, good to see because you honestly don't know where his head's at right now. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously dealing with a lot. You had these expectations at the beginning of the year, and it didn't work out. And now things aren't going well for you in a position that you have had before and have been successful in. And now you're just struggling there as well. So there's no telling what kind of mindset he's in right now. They are extremely um, – try a professional way of saying this. They've never liked OU and Stillwater. Don't get me wrong. It's a rivalry. Well, no, we don't nor, like nor them much they. here either. Right, right. They are extremely hurt over the SEC situation. They are extremely sensitive and hurt over it, and it has not let up in any regard. And I'm not just talking about on the field in the course of a game. I'm talking about everything behind the scenes and involving administration and coaches and media and Obviously, the players and all that kind of stuff. And it, anytime you go to Stillwater for anything, it is just accentuated. That, you know, is just the added part of it is all right, you want to go play for them. So they gave him kind of an expected greeting uh, last yeah, night. Yeah, I am I am interested to see, and I'd like your thoughts on this when we come back, what, what the reception will be for Ben Abram in Norman. Because I brought that up on the broadcast last night. Uh, your thoughts after this. And, and if you're listening out there, you can, if this interests you, you can text us 405-651-3439. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Potential storms in the state later today. Hopefully that's not the case, but maybe uh, if you have some roof damage coming up in some of these spring storm stuff like that, or you think you may have suffered storm damage, Black Thunder Roofing bring you this hour. They can take care of you. One-stop shop contractor, free estimates, free inspections. So you can come out and say, hey, roof looks good, or yeah, you could use some work up there. So they can help you out. BlackThunderRoofing.com, 405-473-8078. Yeah! Shut up, Ted. Uh, yeah! Text line. We have not mentioned this. At least I don't think you have. Maybe you did in the first segment, and I don't remember it. But uh, 28th anniversary today mm-hmm. of the Oklahoma City bombing. It, no. uh, that's what Golly, the says. Can you believe that? Um, no. Like, it doesn't seem like it was almost 30 years ago. I mean, it just does not seem that way. So... Um. We go from that to TJ. I bet you can't make this uh, sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich in your air fryer. That's from Jeff. Jeff's always challenging me. Um, Jeff, funny you should say that, but uh, wrong. I can. I was just watching a video the other day of breakfast sandwiches being made in the air fryer. That's easy. I got that. That you. You sent me a picture. Your by the way, your breakfast sandwich looks delicious. Uh, but I could make that in the air fryer. You so, can make virtually anything in the air fryer, people. You made fun of me for not knowing a news story yesterday. Uh, one of the things I do instead of uh, watch the news is I kind of am addicted to uh, these reels that show you recipes, like how to make stuff on a flat top sure, or yeah. things like that. And every once in a while, there'll be one come up, and this guy will start making something. I'm like, oh, this looks good. And I'll be paying attention. And then they'll. The last part is, and then you put it in your air fryer, and I'm like, ah, dadgummit. I don't know. 
<laughs> Putting that in an air fryer. I get air fryer. I get stuck with uh, what's his name? Uh, he's an OU fan. The three pieces of pecan or whatever three he goes by. Of pecan. That's damn good. Hey, three pieces of pecan. Chance Cosby coming on the show sometime soon. He. I reached out to him last week. Huge OU fan. And uh, I asked him if he'd come on because I want him to give us like a on-air flat top recipe. You got a flat top now. I got a flat top. I was like, give us, give us something we can make on our flat top, and we'll talk some OU golf and and football and all that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, he was uh, on vacation, so uh, I think he got back this week. So I'm gonna reach out. We'll get him on. But that's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to having him. He's my favorite. He's uh he's become quite the star. Quite the uh what do they call themselves? Creators, influencer, influencer. Yeah. He was uh, down with another influencer this past in the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were doing it so together. They were combined. Together. It was a collab. Yes, that's right. That's right. Uh, he's big in the golf world, too. So looking forward to having him on. Uh, Toby, I know these guys are not Bennett, Sandlin, Horton, but are you surprised the pitchers are struggling this much and as much as they have? Yes. Yep. Uh, expected it not to be like last year, obviously. Um, you know, I say that. I think Braxton Douthat has been very good. Honestly, until his last start, he had the second-best numbers in the Big 12 this year to Lucas Gordon at Texas. Uh, got shelled last time out, so I'm sure that's not the case anymore. I think Jamie Hitt has been uh, very good. He started out a little slow, but this is three or four straight starts that he's gone deeper and deeper. He's been really good. Braden Carmichael, the last couple of weeks, has been off the charts. But Cale Davis has no doubt been a disappointment this year. And just really nobody consistently out of the bullpen has been good. There's been a game here or there where Carter Campbell's been good or Carson Atwood's been good or Aaron Weber had a nice run of two or three games there where he was getting saves. But consistently, none of them have been great. There's no Trevin Michael. There's, you know, yeah, so... All in all, it has been a disappointing year in general for OU baseball, mm-hmm. and certainly the biggest blame there has to go to the pitching staff. And um, on the other side of things, you know, they've hit the ball pretty well, but even that has been a little – they've been hampered greatly by injuries. But, uh, hey, still time. Who knows? All you can do is hope that the uh, hot streak's coming. So, well, we got, and, and got that's five what you want at this point go. with all of those guys that we were just mentioning. The, you hope to see that turn happen for them, so that even if you just finish nicely and maybe things don't end the way you do as far as or where you want it as far as postseason play, you do see progress with some of these young sure. guys. That that corner gets flipped. Excited because about we, them going into the next. We year. haven't seen it yet, and that's what you expect with. Skip staffs and and what you see and how they evolve and I it's like it's just stuck well, on the track right now. So yeah, I'll be honest with you though. Like, look, think back to the year, like two summers ago. Okay, going into last year, uh, Bennett was just a guy. Bennett was a Tuesday starter, Sunday starter, nothing special. I remember finding out he was going to be the opening day starter last year and thinking, ah, really? He's our best pitcher? Remember? 
and he was great. Sandlin, never heard of him. He he was brought in from junior college in the offseason. And Kate Horton came in with a bunch of height, but injured. But coming off the injury, right. Who was the third starter before him? Oh, Chaz Martinez, new guy, completely new guy. So it's not like the year before we saw that this was going to be Trevor Michael. Never heard of him. Uh, true. Good point. Yeah, and you didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know Michael was going to close games the way that he did and be as dominant as he was. Uh, Three of the stretch. four. Well, I guess there was five major pieces to the pitching staff last year because Chaz ended up going to the bullpen and being very good for him out of the bullpen. Was not great as a starter. Honestly, disappointing as a starter. So they moved into the bullpen. So four of the four. Five major cogs to the pitching staff last year that went to the College World Series Championship Series were new. And the one returner was, eh. I mean, Promise, he's a big lefty, and he thought, that guy could be something. But he hadn't done it yet. But I get what you're saying. I, I It would be great if they could close this season on a strong note so and get excited, it would be great if they could just secure themselves a spot in the Big 12 tournament at this point. And then you never know, because this conference is not that good this year. You know, that's their hope, that they can get into Arlington and then have a hot week. That's their hope. Uh, punt two points on offense is an incentive to not go for it every fourth down. That's true because... While they gain three, if they get a fourth down stop, they gain, well, they would gain seven. Because isn't isn't a fourth down stop seven, I think is what it was. So, and you would get zero. So three is better than seven, I guess. There's how you look at that. So I I, I guess pick it up. If you pick it up, you don't give up any points. Well, that's true. I don't know. Uh, Toby, you should start the broadcast Saturday by saying, Welcome to the Oklahoma Spring Game, where everything is made up and the points don't matter. (laughs) Points matter. Those guys are going to compete. They're going to, you know. I wonder what's on the line. Have have we heard yet? Uh, Last year, wasn't it some, like, steak dinner, like, big fancy steak dinner that one got and the other one's got, like, hot dogs or something? I mean, that's been the case in the past. I don't remember if that was last year or not. So, but I haven't heard for this year if they've announced. I I didn't catch it. Yeah, I okay. imagine it's something involving food. Yeah, mm. I, I feel like last year, like somebody got to skip a Schmitty workout or something. If that may have been the case, yeah, like maybe losing so. team. I can't remember. All right, break time. Uh, Skip's post game thoughts next. Back after this. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Great start tonight, Coach. Where did it go south from there? Yeah, on the mound. I mean, we got to be able to throw strikes in, a, in an environment. You learn a lot about kids when you get in this deal. See if you can be in control yourself. A lot of guys wasn't in control themselves. we got to continue to work on that. A lot of young guys. And so uh, all, all we see is up. We can't look at the back. we got to keep working and keep getting better. One positive tonight, perhaps, 
good to see Dakota Harris swinging, you know, fully like he did tonight that he's back from that injury. Yeah, I think he was in control of himself for sure, and so was Madrin. I thought those two guys were really, really in control of themselves, and, uh, uh, you know, when you get in that situation, you got to slow your pulse down and just make it about the ball, and uh, uh, we didn't do that on the mound and make it about the mitt. we got to get better there and, and continue to grow. Certainly had to expect it was going to be interesting when Cale Davis came into the mound tonight. Any thoughts on his performance? I wanted to put him in that environment so he could feel what he could feel because, you know, we, we got to, he's got to get some innings pitched for the weekend, and, you know, it's no, it's no better time to do it in a game. All right, safe travels to Austin, Coach. Thank you. Okay, um, I want to circle back to the Abram question and then a couple other thoughts about the transfer portal, not specifically just related to baseball, but uh, we talked about the Kale Davis uh, reception last night. What uh, Bedlam series this year will be in Norman. Final week into the regular season, May 18 through 20. Ben Abram will pitch there. Right now he's on the weekend for them. I don't know what his role will be then. It's kind of been all over the place this year, but I'm sure he'll pitch in Norman at some point, assuming he's healthy. What do you think the reception will be? Oh, I don't know what the reception by everybody else will be. I've got tomatoes rotting in my backyard already. They're sitting oh, out in the sun. Oh, already working on it. And uh, I will be throwing rotted tomatoes at him no, and screaming, won't. Boo! Mm-hmm. Boo! No, I won't. Uh, like no. A, uh, like an English boo? That sounded like yeah, a that was kind more of a like British Princess boo. Bride, you know. You had true love! <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, no, I, Ben Abram, I will not. I'll probably uh, give him a clap. It may not be a thunderous ovation, but it'll be a clap. And he's a good kid, did good things here. Um, always was a kid that uh, you could tell was out there giving his all, trying. It may not have gone the way you wanted to at times, but always felt like he is a kid that worked hard. So do I love the fact that that's where he chose to transfer to? No, but I won't boo him. There, Will, there, what about the crowd? Will Abram be treated like Cale Davis was treated? So the crowds have been bigger and better this year. I don't know if um, three-fourths of the crowd will realize that he once pitched here. Um, so I'll say no, they do so not. you're calling him. the crowd ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> that was mean. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Uh, but no, no, I think I don't think they will. I think they'll give him a, a little bit of an ovation. Not like I said, I don't think it'll be thunderous and standing like yeah, you know. But I think they'll like uh, all right, you know. And then that's it. Then it's on. The game's on, and then they'll get after him and mm-hmm. um, try to put the heat on him. So, but I don't think they'll boo him. I don't think so anyway. I said uh, last night. I hope they don't. I think that in wake of how last night went, and it was ugly that you know they'll take the high road and and come out uh um i'm sorry i'm reading a text message here that i got like i know of he hasn't come out like throwing flames at ou or anything no, or giving any uh, adding any fuel to the fire nor do i think he would leading into that series if i he's think it'd be a... in the weekend rotation so no, he's a great he's a great guy he's a good kid I... yeah I, I think it'll be a good look, considering how last night went, if OU went the opposite direction. Now, I can't tell. Like I said last night, I can't tell people what to do. Whatever you're feeling, you're feeling. You got a guy that used to be on your team that's now on your bedlam rival. If that doesn't hit you in the right place, then I I understand it. I think they are different, okay? 
Cale Davis was a significant part yes. of the OSU pitching staff exactly. the last couple of years. Uh, out of the bullpen, mind you, but still a major piece of the puzzle for them. To the point he, that in Bedlam series you said, oh, crud, when he came into the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he won a game. He beat OU and right. Norman a couple of years ago. He was really good. Last year he struggled a bit, but still significant part of the pitching staff for them. No doubt was wanted back this year and decided that he wanted to go to the arch rival instead. I'm not sure that's the case with Abram. Ben was a very, very good teammate. He had some good moments here and there. Was a mostly a Tuesday starter in his career. But had some relief outings where he came up clutch. I interviewed him multiple times after games, which means he, you know, was a star of the game. Had an impact on the game, right, yeah. And uh, had a nice career. Probably the biggest impact he had on OU baseball in his career was teaching Kate Horton the slider in Lubbock. Or, you know, his version of it that allowed him to have such, such uh, as Cade gave credit for such post season success last year but very popular guy his dad very involved always tweeting coming to the games great family just a delight to have ben abram a part of ou baseball i don't know this i don't ask about these things because i don't think it's my business but in baseball more than in other sports you've got a limited amount of scholarships right what is it 14.2 Something like that. Mm-hmm. And that is not all. That's not always like, listen, a guy's been here for a while. We're not going to have a spot for you next year. We're bringing him some new guys. You've been here. You know, I don't know if that was the case with Ben or not. It's kind of the feeling I got, which is like, ah, we kind of know who you are. I'm not sure there's, you know, we're going to, I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but that's just kind of the impression I got was we're kind of moving on, you know, if you want to be a part as a as a walk-on next year, we'd love to have you around. If not, you want to go somewhere else and get a little money, fine. Again, speculation on my point. I'm just saying it's it's maybe more likely that was the case with Ben Abram than Cale Davis. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, complete sense, total sense. Ben might have been saying, I'm not going to get as much money or any money to play at OU next year. Where else can I go? OSU had a little bit to throw at him. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm way off on this. Completely a guess. I just feel like the, they're a little different. And the the animosity going the other way isn't the same. Like I said, every everybody at OU, OSU is beyond ticked about this SEC thing. Just beyond. They are. They are. They've been smited, TJ, that we went to a different conference without him. And then Kale's doing it. I mean, he's going to that that team and all that kind of stuff. I just don't feel like it's going to be the same here. But maybe I'm misreading this. Maybe Ben Abram takes the mound and and uh, people who have been growing rotten tomatoes in their backyard start throwing them <laughs> at the mound. I hope that's not the case. Transfer portal. It's crazy. We went through last segment, last year's baseball team, and I know we're up against the break already, so this might be a, a conversation we have to continue. But 
I think with position players in baseball, there is still room to, you know, for a guy to spend three years in your program and grow and develop and be a part of, of the system. And hopefully you're seeing that here with Spikerman and Nicholas and mm-hmm. Clark, and hopefully you'll continue to see that with uh, Easton Carmichael and Rocco. they got to be playing. You know, if they're not playing, they're probably going to hit the portal and go find somewhere they are playing. They can play. Right. But for position players, I think there's still position, there's still room. Pitchers, mm, pitchers, you kind of, if they're not, you know, that you're probably a lot of years going to be rebuilding your staff from year to year. Maybe you got one holdover, but a lot of years you're going to have a bunch of new guys coming in from year to year on your pitching staff. Uh, OSU's ace this year is a transfer. Their Saturday starter is Abram, who they got from another school. They got the BYU guy that's uh, come in this year that's helped them out. You look around, the uh, TCU's starter is the Kansas transfer. Uh, you know, so I think that's kind of the way it's basketball. So my point is this. I think there's going to be years where it just all fits perfectly and you've got just the right guys and just the right mix. And there's going to be, and that's Kansas State in basketball this year. They hit it. They just hit it. I mean, that was a bunch of transfers, one guy back that's really good, and they nailed the portal. And then you're going to have got, uh, years where you bring in a bunch of guys, and on paper it looks like it should work, and it just doesn't. You know, that's kind of OU in basketball this year. Or a lot of teams in a lot of sports, basketball and baseball specifically, where, eh, Nice try. We'll try again in the portal next year. <laughs> right. It just didn't fit. You know, didn't it work. Didn't work. Didn't work. Uh, chemistry wise, whatever it may be. Um, when this large of a percentage is going to be new every year, I think there's going to be wild inconsistency from year to year in, especially basketball and baseball. Agree or disagree? Oh, completely agree. Especially in basketball because it completely changes the face and direction of your program a lot of times you have three or four starters so, are completely well, they, new i guess you could say that too with baseball because of that yeah because of the pitching side of things so uh, no you're you're right and what we went over yesterday the teams that were in omaha last year look how many of them are having terrible seasons correct this year. correct oh crazy crazy days we'll be back did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to KREF.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of Sooner fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page. Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. Black Thunder Roofing brings you this hour. Free inspections, free estimates, locally owned and operated, serving the whole OKC metro area. For a free estimate today, visit blackthunderroofing.com or call 405-473-8028. And what you were saying there, I I knew this was already going to come on the text line. I don't think you were making excuses. I, I think... More so, you're saying no one understands this formula yet. Uh, there's not no. a proper way to execute this for either of those sports. No. Well, for any of the sports, K State hit this year in basketball. They right. whatever they OU did. OU hit last year in baseball. In baseball, they hit. 
is that to say that they figured out the formula and they're going to hit again next year? No. Like, there's no. That's the inconsistency with it, and that's the trouble with it. And that's why um, I had this text here, too, saying this is the problem with college athletics right now is they've kind of created this, and can it? how do you sustain it as programs? How do you overcome this year in and year out if you're turning over that many people to create a product that's not going to eventually turn people away? And it's a good question because I don't know um, that you can go out. I, I don't know that you'll ever like uh, college athletics isn't going away. I don't mean it to sound like that, but it is going to be hard to. You may think halfway through your basketball season, man, we may not be quite there yet this year, but next year is going to be great, and be thinking that. But by March twenty fifth, uh, April fifteenth. April 30th, whenever your season ends, whatever it is, and guys start hitting that portal and it opens up, that you're like, crud, this is not what I was expecting. I did not expect to lose these three guys. And it totally changes the course of your program again. That's hard. Woody Newton entered the portal this week at basketball. Uh, They think there's going to be another one, the uh, Texas Tech transfer, the big guy, they think. Like, OSU and OU have virtually lost their entire basketball teams from last year to the transfer portal. Um, how will it affect fans? Was that the question? Oh, that's one of the things out there, yeah. And it has stunk for a long time that, you know, what we grew up with, and frankly wasn't that long ago, that you would get to know a guy from his freshman year Mm -hmm. through his junior or senior year, three or four guys, uh, three or four years he played for your team, and there was a sense of, uh, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you just, there was a, I don't need to assign a word to it. You know what I'm saying. Three or four years there. And now it could be every year that it changes. I also think there's an exciting element into, hey, our team stinks this year, but we hit the portal and and hit, we could be in Omaha next year. Or we could be a Final Four team next year. K-State pushing for a Final Four spot, yeah. Yeah. We're great this year. Doesn't mean we're going to be great next year. We may swing and miss in the portal. So there is a little bit of a... uh, home run or strikeout field to the portal every year, which is kind of exciting, too. We'll be back.